we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. How you doing? I'm good, but I think the sound is actually out on that side of the studio. Just kidding. Really? (laughs) Erica Jane reference. Oh, I was like, Armin, that did not land at all. I was like, I was like, is the mic on? I was like, I can see my vocals on on the audio thing like i can see that the was that a terrible are, bit that was terrible armin should we restart no we're talking about real houses about really hills people please excuse armin if this is your first time <laughs> sometimes these bits of his i like to throw you off these bits don't land armin sometimes but we're here to talk about our ladies who live very close to us um and those are the ladies of beverly hills bel-air encino uh malibu malibu <laughs> they're all <laughs> Los over the Angeles. place um but we're finally moving well, from what we thought was the end of Loosely Lucy, but it's still trickling into these episodes. Um, Lisa Vanderpump is still on. We were told that Lisa was not going to be on more episodes after the last one. That was the rumor. We saw her this week. We'll definitely see her next we'll week. We'll definitely see her next week. But it looks like for the most part, the ladies are trying to move on to new storylines, which has been good. Um, how are you feeling about this season so far, Armin? I think it has been uneven, but for the most part, compelling. It's had some juicy moments for sure. I mean, goodbye, Kyle. It was one of the high points of the last few seasons and one of the low points, you could argue. But (laughs) at the very least, it got people talking. Like, that's all you can ask for, right? Conversation starters. Yeah. I think the the problem with the last couple seasons was that there was nothing compelling. We were arguing about stemware. Yeah, I mean, true. There was there was nothing, but I think part of what, what do made, you think? Well, I've I'm kind of been enjoying the season. I mean, I've been I was into the Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy stuff, but now I'm just over Lisa that I just don't want to see her anymore. But you know who I love seeing is Denise Richards. She is my favorite addition to the Housewives in a very long time behind Lisa Rinna, of course. But she's had one of the best intros ever. First seasons ever, right? Amazing. She's so likable. She's so real. She's so funny. I I just can't say enough about her. But I really liked this episode because we saw how great of a mother she is. She is going to work. She's going to go on location for some movie or show or whatever she's doing. And she's going to miss her daughter's prom or homecoming. And she's like, I know it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. Like she, you know, remembers when she was going to these dances and her mom would do her hair and makeup and get all ready. Her daughter has a whole glam squad. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Like I, I did not ever have to do like makeup or anything for dances, but like I would really like for homecoming, like choose my tie, make sure I like was ready. Like, I was also like dance and rally commissioner in high school, my senior year, but I was always involved in leadership. So like through the dances. So I'd always be like, felt like I was like in charge and I was like, Oh, do you need tickets? I've got tickets for you. Like I could like, I was so weird. But now you wish you had a stylist. Now I wish I had like a stylist, you know, like I would have been really glammed up for like these events, like these dances. 
There was like a whole team in there. I mean, you have to have the hair person, then you have to have the makeup person, and then who knows who else they were getting, the manicurist, pedicurist. You could have the whole thing done. There's apps for that now. Apps for that? They have Glam Squad apps. Have you never seen them? No, I have not. There's like three main ones. They totally slocked it on New York a couple years back, the season with um, Jules. Um, I think it's Prima. No, it's not Prima. So you Something pay like else. an hourly fee and they come to your house. Yeah, like you can you, you can choose. There's like at cost and you like see what it is and you choose the person and you choose the price and then you like tip and everything. It's But it's probably pricey. I mean, they're in Beverly Hills. It's freaking Denise Richards' daughter. You mean Malibu. Malibu. I'm sorry. <laughs> well But I love how great of a husband Aaron is. He's amazing. So supportive. And when Denise was choking up on the way to the airport, he's like, Should I should I drive? And she's like, yeah. And he drives her because she's emotional. And he uh, tells Denise's daughter, if you need me, I'm here. Like, anytime. Just call me. Whatever. So he's, like, really, you know, taking on that role. It's nice to see. It's really nice to see Aaron as such a great father. And we were talking about this on New York. Right. Recap and how we were saying that... um, you know, Tinsley was so afraid that like if she has a man or she has a baby and finding the man after will be a lot harder. But I mean, Denise has three kids and she found this amazing guy who loves her kids just as much as her. Yeah. And it's a really, really nice relationship to watch. It really is. Denise is having a great season. I a think, plus season. Uh, a plus, 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 plus. Um, but I think a bunch of A pluses also have to go to Erica Jane for her concert. So, But not the sound engineer. Okay, so I have something to say about this. Okay, so this episode we see all the ladies, except for Lisa Vanderpump, um, and I think for except for Denise Richards and Camille. At her concert? At Erica's concert. It was yes. Kyle, Dorit, and Teddy. Right. And they go to Erica's so concert. So it was half the cast. It was half the cast. <laughs> so they go to Erica's concert in L.A., I was going to buy tickets and then my friend who works for full screen was like, oh, maybe I can get tickets for us. So then we never bought tickets and then tickets were sold out and I missed this concert. I should have gone because it looked incredible. Erica is so excited. Tom is so proud of all the hard work she's put in, everything that's happened. Rare Tom Girardi appearance. I, but I love when he appears because he is always just, you can see it in his eyes and his face. So immensely, immensely proud of her. He was beaming. Like, and her friends were so happy. Lisa Renna was there too. How could we forget Lisa Renna singing It's Expensive to Me with her iPhone out filming the entire concert? Like that Renna, is, Renna knew all the words. I, of course. Renna like dances to this like in her bedroom. She said she would never, she doesn't hook up to Miley Cyrus. She definitely hooks up to Erica Jane. You think so? Oh yeah. If she's dancing to Pony, I would turn on some of Erica Jane too. I feel like Genuine and... And Erica Jane are two different entities. What's what? Like nineties R and B versus Erica Jane? It's in the same vein. You don't understand what? Armin. It's like it's a no, it's a I mindset. What is the worst song you've ever hooked up to? Do you have like a worst that you remember? Worst? No, I can't remember that. I mean, the only thing I'd say is the worst thing I've ever hooked up hooked up to is like stuff on the TV. Oh, if that's even bad. I mean. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever hooked up to? So it's like actually triggering. <laughs> so one time it was the SoundCloud was put on like a SoundCloud playlist, but for some reason something was pressed and it was broken. So literally, I don't know if you know the song. It's Duke Dumont. It was like, as long as I got you, baby. Da, 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 da. Like it's like no. a very beachy, like EDM song. 
And it just kept playing over and over and over again the entire night. Like, after every, like, people were sleeping in the house, like, I literally was still awake listening to the song, like, as long as I got you, baby. You couldn't turn it off? No, I couldn't move. It was, it's a long story, but like, it was literally the most traumatizing experience I've ever had. That's every time I hear that song, I just I'm like, I have flashbacks. It's like I'm back in I'm back in the fox. What are they called? Like the fox grounds, the fox trails, the foxhole, foxhole. That's it. Fox, the fox, the fox trails, the fox trails. I was down in the fox trails. <laughs> Would you ever hook up to party in the USA? A hundred percent. I think I probably have. <laughs> I definitely have not. I know that. If I ever play something, it's with intentionality. And if I play a playlist, it's usually 90s R&B, actually. But we're talking about D'Angelo. That's one of the sexier albums you could ever hook up to. Voodoo. <laughs> Armin's now giving tips and tricks for y'all. He's going to have a playlist on Spotify soon if you guys want to figure out what Armin hooks up to. Um but let's go back to Erica's concert because yeah. we see the power go out and she handles it like a pro. But I was reading a couple things online and people were saying that like the the moment when the music went out wasn't as long as the show made it appear. And that most people thought the music was down for the cameras because they were filming. They thought they were just trying to get shots. So it was it was a small blip and people didn't even notice. And honestly, if I was blacked out and the sound went out for like a second, I'd forget. I'd be like, that was amazing performance. Erica looked pissed though. She, you could see she was yelling at someone when she like turned around and she was like shaking her finger. She was not happy. Yeah, she goes, the sound's not coming from that side of the stage. Yeah. She was angry. She was mad. But I would be too because you've worked of for 10 years to get to this moment, perform, sold out show in Los Angeles, and your music goes out. Like, I would be like so embarrassed and disappointed and mad. I'd be, someone's head would roll. No, I'm not a diva like that, but I would, I'd understand, but I would still be upset and disappointed. I mean, it depends on the circumstances, but I used, you know, this. I used to work for a not for profit organization that would hold a lot of events, like a hundred a year. Yeah. And sound was the most crucial element, of course. If you're holding an event, you need a to lot have of them the sound like working. Panels or speakers or whatever. If there was an issue with the sound, my boss would be so pissed. She would get so angry. And usually, if something went wrong with the sound at any point, she would negotiate some sort of like discount for the next time we use that same venue. Like, you know, you guys screwed us over the last time. She was pretty cutthroat. I love that. I feel like Erica would be the same way. Like, hey, you guys kind of screwed us over. Because usually it's an in house. It's an in-house audio system, of course. Yeah, yeah. because they have to, re- like, they would, they're not going to, like, re-retrofit, like, the entire, like, place. Or it's a third-party AV person, but they, they have a relationship with the hotel, if you're using a hotel venue. Look at us out here talking logistics about sound. And <laughs> event coordinating. But that AV, that third-party AV group, will give you a discount the next well, time. Well, obviously. I, yeah. would, I mean, I would expect the same thing. That's like yeah. having a clown show up and then them not wearing the makeup and being like, well, you did, like, half the job. <laughs> So I want to get back to like how Erica makes literally everyone want to hook up with everyone because Kyle jumps on Mauricio. Edwin's ready to go. What'd you think about that? That was like, I kind of loved it. Did you? It was hot and heavy. Like let Kyle live her life. It's so anti-Eddie Estrada. You are so against PDA. I'm against PDA for myself. But watching other people do it, like if it's like Kyle and Mauricio, I'm like, kudos to you. Now, if it was like PK and Dorit, maybe I wouldn't want to watch it, but. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I felt awkward. Really? I couldn't even look at it. I was like, oh my God. I thought it was hilarious. I was digging it. And there's nothing against hooking up. What weirded me out was PK and Edwin being 
like sandwiching them. Yeah, and that was literally PK's knees are touching Mauricio's knees and like And then Kyle's Edwin's like humping knees. the air. It was weird a little bit. Okay, you know? I get what you're saying. Maybe I was just like maybe I was just like too like entranced with the idea of Mauricio myself. And they were making out, right? Oh, it was hardcore. You now you see how they made all those like five kids. Cal's been straddling. PK was so uncomfortable. Oh my god. Because he was squished on the side of the couch. Well, yeah. Um, I also loved when Edwin like auditioned to be like a backup dancer. Right. I love how also she's like, oh yeah, he was like a backup dancer for like venues. I was like, you mean he was a go-go boy? Like literally, I feel like he was a stripper. Also, what did you think about Teddy saying that they were having sex? And she put on Party in the USA. Well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I thought that but was... But that totally- he only lasted one song, or he didn't even last the full song. What do you think about that? I mean, every, everyone... Would you let her putting him on blast? Like I, I mean, every housewife has put their husband on blast, and I feel like that same <laughs> similar sense. So I was like, it's it's his dues. Everyone else has been through it. <laughs> and then I loved I loved Dorit's reaction to that, though. I can never listen to Party in the USA ever again. I mean... I'm a big Miley fan. I'm never not going to stop listening to Party in the USA. I'm a huge Miley stan. You know me. I, I guess Dorit doesn't have the same relationship with Miley. Hannah Montana formed my childhood. All right, let's move away from Erica and let's move into Camille because Camille kind of drives the whole second half of the episode. So first, Kyle's talking about Camille's wedding. And so everyone's going to the wedding. Even Teddy, who seems to be in a fight with Camille, she's like, she's still inviting me to her wedding, so we must be okay at least. Um, but Kyle is like, I found it a little bit weird that Camille asked me to be a bridesmaid considering our history and our relationship now. And I was like thinking when we were watching those, like that, like flashback package, I was like, Oh wow. Actually, this is a little bit weird. Like it's true. Kyle was like, you're, you're an effing liar, Camille. Like, I'll say it for you since you don't like to curse. You're such a fucking liar, Camille. And it's just like they were they used to like hate each other. They and, were not friends. And they also have not come a long way. Yeah. They like, haven't. I just <laughs> I feel like maybe Camille doesn't have a lot of friends. It's kind of sad. Because Kyle's reaction to this in her confessional is sure I'll be your bridesmaid, Camille. She's weirded out by it. Yeah. I mean but people are so weird with their weddings. Like, I have no idea. Part of me doesn't. How many even, bridesmaids is she? I probably, have? I probably, I don't. I think I want anything. I just want it to be all about me. No, that's like the thing. That's the reason I don't want to get married. No groomsmen. I. The reason I don't want to get married is because I don't want all the attention on me. Because that's like PDA. Do you want to go to the courthouse? Just courthouse. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll pull Zero? an Ariana. I don't know. Okay. Life is life. I'll figure it out as I go. You know, I can't put a. I can't put a situation in my life. When there, when there's no other like groundwork for that, like if I meet the person, I meet the person, and then we'll see where it goes from there. So like, unlike gonna... Paige, who was saying I need to get married and have a child by thirty, you want to go with the flow. I'm, I'm. Let's go with the flow. I think a little bit. I think I'm I, the same way. I think I used to be more like this is my life plan. I want to like have by deadline, this time, deadline, deadline, that. deadline. But now I'm like, you know what? Why? If you put expectations on something, you're always going to be disappointed. So live your life for the moment. Experience each thing for what it is. You know, I agree. I'm, I'm all like, about organic. Yeah. And you I, put it out there, you may start forcing things. Sees a I'm psychic, not feeling that. Sees a, sees a psychic once, reads astronomy twice, <laughs> moves to LA, me. Um, 
but but it kind of comes across as pathetic that Camille is having Kyle be her bridesmaid and Kyle wants no part of it. It's like she it's either like she's desperate or she wanted to confirm that the wedding was going to be filmed. Oh, which is even sadder. Yeah. That's but, just sad. I mean like okay. Let's inverse this situation. If it was Kyle's wedding. She would have never like done it for Camille. Of course. But where do you think Camille ranks? That's my real question. Because of course she would not be a bridesmaid. But let's say, you know, some so many people had to pull out. Where would Camille rank in terms of the the, the bridesmaid potential list? I mean, the bottom, if not like or second from bottom, because Lisa Vanderpump's now at the very bottom. Let's say Kyle has a hundred friends. You're saying she'd rank ninety nine? I know. I think Camille's maybe like a 76, like a 75 or 76. That's what I'm saying. So how does Kyle rank in the top five or six or seven of Camille's friends? Because she doesn't have any. Oh, it's so Which sad. I think is like an attest, like a, not an attest, it's like a- it's Testament? A testament to her behavior this season. Like we're seeing old Camille come back. Like she was so great season two. Like we used to love Camille. And Saint Camille. Then this season, it's like, who repossessed you? She's being herself. I mean, this is the true. I guess this is Camille in the truest sense. Yeah. Because I th- I think we're seeing a lot of things that she's saying and doing, and we're like, wow, this is your true colors. Like we're seeing you for who you truly are. Um. She loves to talk shit behind people's backs. That's for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> it does not matter who, what, when, where, why, and how. She's gonna say it, and she's gonna say it proud. But but she does confront Lisa on the issue of her wedding. It's not really yeah. a confrontation, but she does want to like. Talk to her face-to-face and say, I really want you at my wedding, but I am understanding if you don't want to go. And Lisa says, you know, I love you, you know, I care about you, but I'm not going. She also says, if you want to uninvite everyone else and invite me, I will go. Classic LVP. Which is like, insane. You know that's what LVP wants. It's what she wants. She wants to be like, oh, everyone else is uninvited. I'm the, you really care about me that much. Because LVP likes to have her army. She likes to have the people who only want her. Um, And I think... I mean, it was it was upsetting to see Lisa be like Camille trying to be like, you know what, Lisa? Like, Kyle's very upset. Like, Kyle misses you. Like, yeah. she still sees a friendship, and Lisa's like, no, I don't see anything, because that kind of shows the difference of the kind of person that Lisa is in this moment and Kyle is in this moment. Because I think Kyle actually does care, and she's very upset. And I think Lisa is the one that's like, if you can't be a hundred percent for me, then I don't want you at all. And I. I think that's showing how bad of a friend Lisa is. If Lisa's not willing to work on the relationship with Kyle and work past their boundaries or work past like the issues that they have because they have such a special friendship and bond and have had that for so long. Like, why are you like, that's just a shitty person. Like I, I mean, it's, it's just upset. Do you get what I'm saying? Like this, Oh, I agree. This is the behavior from LVP that I really find appalling. Yeah. Like that you have no emotions over it because that's how she's presenting it. Like, Oh, I don't care. Whatever. Which, like... You have to at least care. You have to care. You like, can end it, but care. Yeah. You could be like, this is this pains me, but I just can't do it. Like, it hurts me so much that I can't mend this relationship with her because I'm in so much pain right now. But, like, I still care f- for her and care about her. She's just being like, nope, she's irrelevant now. She doesn't worship me. Bye. Should we talk about the latest update on their relationship? No. When they ran into each other, right? Yes. Um. Did you hear Kyle gave her side of the story? No. Because LVP said, like, she saw her. Kyle said, LVP turned, she said, hello. And Kyle, LVP looked white as a ghost and was so taken aback and shocked. And she was the one who made it weird. Kyle was the one who approached Lisa. Right. 
and they were at the Chanel counter at Neiman and it got a little bit busy and they didn't have time to, you know, talk any further, but. And what did LVP say? That it was okay? It was okay. That they, that they ran into each other and it was okay. And that's all she was saying. And Kyle's like, no, no, no. This woman made it awkward and was terrified to see me. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, we do get a start, the start of something, but not the end of it. Lisa does the most bizarre thing ever. Oh man! Which I'm so still in, in her conversation with Camille. Yes, she says, "What do you want me to do? Take a lie detector test in reference to the Camille, accusation." And Camille doesn't answer. Right. Camille is just like, "No, not like no one cares. No one's asked her to do this. She's with John Friggin Sessa." And they're at a light, they're at like a county. I don't even know what, where you take lie detector tests. But by the way, you can fake, you can like trick lie detector tests really easily. It takes like the most intense ones take like um, sweat. It has like sweat test. It's like your heart rate. It's your blood pressure. It's all of it to kind of see if you have any little spikes. And basically what the little spikes that they micro analyze show if you're lying or not. If you're a good liar and you lie all the time, you do not have those physiological like, like responses to lying. Like you, it's just part of who you are. Think Jax Taylor. Exactly. Jax Taylor would be able to trick any lie detector test on who the face never of the breaks earth. a sweat. He would, he would be like, no, yeah, I didn't do it. I would never been Chris. And she's like a sister, but like, and I think honestly, I think Lisa is smart enough and is calculated enough to be able to trick it herself. I mean, it's a total farce and it's honestly kind of embarrassing. I and wish she didn't do it. That's why when she These says, aren't even legal. These aren't even like a reputable evidence in court for the most part. Like you can't use Oh, it's not. You can't use this as like a credible piece of evidence in any sense. It's a sham. It's a show. It's a facade. It's smoke and mirrors, which is all Lisa is. It's kind of embarrassing that she does it. Not kind of, sorry. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I just want to know who she's going to show this to, who she's going to confront with this information. If anybody. If Maybe anybody. she did it for the cameras. So bizarre. Hoping it would be like a smoking gun moment. Hey, guys, look what I did behind your backs. I think I'm that's, going to embarrass you. But she embarrassed herself. It's, it's yeah, the smoking I really gun wish she is going to backfire this. into her own hand. Yes. And it's unfortunate because... It's, it's showing how desperate she is at this point. Yeah. Almost as desperate as Camille looking for bridesmaids. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> I ain't the only one with sass this time. Um, well, I mean, we could save more of this lie detector conversation for next week because it's a to be continued. It's a to be continued. We don't get to see the results. I'm assuming she wouldn't have done it if she wasn't going to get good results. Oh, exactly. A hundred percent. You don't do a lie detector test if you're going to fail the lie detector test. Right. That's like. Especially not on TV. I still don't think LVP actually gave the story to Radar Online, though. I don't think she did, but I think someone in her camp did. But we can talk about this forever, and we're going to talk about it next time. So if you guys want to make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe wherever you're listened. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And follow us on social media. Hot and Bravo, that's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you guys next time.